Welcome back to Breaking the Plane Podcast. My name is Joe. I am your host alongside Burge. How are we doing today, man? Oh, you know, another day in paradise here, man. Luckily, I'm here today. I wasn't even supposed to be on this episode. I'm glad we called an audible. We hit we hit X right before right before the snap. The hit weather called an audible. The goddamn meteorologists are the reason I'm here. <laughs> before we get too far in here, we are brought to you by uh, Primetime Productions. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Google, TikTok, everywhere. I think they're I think we're there everywhere now. A yep. bunch of different new handles covering every single sport you can imagine. Uh, guys writing, guys have podcasts. It's a uh, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. Um, Hogan, what's up, bro? Podcast number two as a full timer. How we doing, man? Oh, just you know, absolutely beautiful. I was looking forward to Burge missing today, but eh, we we can't <laughs> win them all, right? I mean, I picked Kansas City to win, so I got that right. But Burge being here, uh, you, you win some, you lose some. You gotta come peacock. You gotta take your take your wins with your losses, but you gotta come peacock. You deserve it. Kojak, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Long time no see. Hey pal. Yeah, I'm back. I'm not dying. Um, I hope my audio works well. Um, I did miss last week's episode, and uh, this was Hogan's first episode last week. So I do want to say welcome to the pod, Hogan. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. Um, you were great the first time we had you on. Relax. Uh, you were great the first time we had you on. Love meeting people who know football. So this should be fun. Get to hear you talk and bless Burge, which is always a plus. So. Hey, you know the no, way to my heart already. Yeah, I love hearing it. I love hearing yeah. it. Less Burge, more me. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that too. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. What? At least I do. I'm just happy we don't have to uh, eulogize the pod you, member this You week. asked all of us how we were, so I asked you how you were. Oh, how am I doing? I'm doing pretty good, bro. Uh, like uh, like Hogan just said, I was fucking right, as per usual. Um, that there was we did the perfect emotional hedge. We you bet you put money on the team that fucking that you don't want to win in your heart, but you know in your mind. But then you fucking you just hedge it with the fact that even if if they if they end up fucking losing. Cool. The, your emotions, you, you get the you get the happiness instead of the money. So um, obviously it played out where we got the money this week, which is honestly, I'm okay with that, um, especially this time of year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just I was just glad this game turned didn't turn out to be as shitty as like the first two quarters were. Like it was such it was all, I, I don't want to call it a snooze fest because like defense is always fun, but it wasn't like wasn't the best played game. There was like a lot of like uh, I think like the best two players in the fucking first half were like one of the kicker and the punters. Like I mm-hmm. think those those guys were shining in the first half. And whoever who the fuck is eighty four on uh, the Niners? That dude was balling out on fucking kick coverage. Was it but, Conley, uh, yeah, Conley, Conley. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a fucking. He was the one who like clotheslined. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I think that it was ironic that they changed the Super Bowl rules. I mean, they changed the, uh, the overtime rules in the playoffs, and the first time it plays out is in the fucking Super Bowl. But, yeah, Burge, what did you think? What do you got any, like, kind of overarching thoughts about this game before we kind of get into the nitty-gritty? You guys are all wussies for not picking with your heart. I'll say that. You guys weren't making massive bets to make to, you know make make a uh, life-changing decision. There. Burge's unit Go with right it. now. Go I just with want to it. let you guys all know. Yeah. I am unit shaming right now. I am. He's not even fucking betting at all. He doesn't bet his first property. 
as a Patriots fan, I, money you, you have to root against these Kansas City Chiefs. Let's just talk about it. Okay. He ain't about right. it. You ain't about it. Be about it. All right. All right. That mute button's about to come out right now. I'm just going <laughs> to lay, lay, lay it on that. No, seriously, though, the, the, the first half of that game, that was actually the kind of game I wanted to see. I wanted to see a defensive battle. I wanted to see turnovers. It was, to be honest with you, it was a little bit of sloppy football in that first half with both teams. You know, San Francisco rolling on that first drive, and then McCaffrey, of all people, puts the ball on the ground and just stops all the momentum that they had because they were moving at will. And then, you know, on the other side, Kansas City, right after, what was it, like a 50-yard bomb? that Mahomes threw the next play Pacheco fumble, puts the ball on the mm. ground, gives it right back to San Francisco. I mean, it was just back and forth in the, in the first half. It was, it was entertaining for me as like kind of a diehard fan. I get why casual fans would be turned off. You're not seeing the 40 to 30 shootout in, in the Super Bowl, but you know, it was, it was entertaining for me at the end of the day. Obviously I hated the end result. Let's be real. Like the overtime rules really didn't have an impact on this because regardless of the new rules versus the old rules, how that played out was exactly how it would have played out in years past because San Francisco only kicked a field goal. I think what's more wild to me is that the 49ers players coming out saying they didn't even know that the rules had changed. Mm. And I, we'll get into that in, in, in a little bit, I'm sure. But, you know, end of the day, it was exciting. It went to over almost went to double overtime, which would have been wild to see that happen. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was a it was an entertaining game. I hated the result. Like, dude, I I sat there and watched them celebrate and just like hate watched it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then You're, Joe coming on digs. You were sitting in the oh, other team. Oh, yeah. In the, in the oh, end zone. yeah. I was, you know, I'll take I dude, I I sat through it. I sat through it for a little bit. I didn't watch them do the trophy or anything because like I got better things to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It sucked. I hated it. And then you coming in the Discord, going off, Mr. Fraud Boy over here. Dude, he's at my house. How the fuck do you think I, I feel? My I was God, ready to dude. I was ready to throw my phone out the window. Whoa, I was I was dude, that was I was like a three out of ten on the scale of fucking Joe this weekend. You did so well, I will say. I've seen All you right. pretty high up there. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I was I'm just I've saying been you crazy. did well. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed on uh, how uh, how well you did. The pulled pork was. But I also so like seeing you get all wild up, intense, like. Dude, but it's like, dude, that's what fucking that's what sports is about, dude. It's like I don't have like much of my life to be super super passionate about, upset yeah, maybe like my Love my it. relationship in my career and like like sports are sports are fun. That's you got to have fun. All right, Hogan. Yeah. It's a good gateway from our. <laughs> for me, no, no. Me. Uh, sorry for interrupting, Kyle. No, sorry, sorry, buddy. It's all good. All good. Oh, good. <laughs> I got a question for you. I got an answer. Does for this you. cement a, the? Does this cement a dynasty in Kansas City? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Um, that's that's the Homer Patriot fan and me talking. Um, but it is what it is. You know, they what is it? Three and five years back to back. Um. It's his their fourth time going to the Super Bowl. The biggest question I have going forward is, are they going to be re- able to retain and return to the Super Bowl going forward? Because we got all the questions surrounding, you know, Andy Reid's future. Um, I mean, Kelsey, he's not a he's not a young pup anymore. A lot of people don't realize that Kelsey's actually the same age as Gronk. Um, wow. 
they came out different times, but Kelsey and Gronk are actually the exact same age. So there's a lot of wear and tear there. So it's a question of, is he going to continue his career? Is he going to choose to go somewhere else? I mean, it's hard to imagine another quarterback throwing the ball to Kelsey, but again, I mean, it almost happened with Gronk, right? Didn't he turn down the trade to Detroit and everything? Yeah. That would have been wild. Yeah. But either way, it's uh, to go back to your question, it's absolutely 100% a Chiefs dynasty, which which pains me. It pains me because I don't want it. Like I said, Burge, I told you I didn't want the Chiefs to win. I picked them to win, okay? You got to listen. Open your ears next time, buddy, okay? Um, <laughs> no, but it's their dynasty. And until somebody knocks them off, it's their, their king of the hill. That's where we're at. How does that make you feel, Bersh? Uh, I hate it, but I agree with them. They they absolutely are a dynasty. There's no denying the fact that they, they went back-to-back, the first team to do it in 20 years, and it sucks. It sucks as a fan of the Patriots. I hated the whole lead-up to the Super Bowl, everything to go around it, the talk about – is Mahomes no goat already? All that, all the talk that we're gonna have to listen to now because he won this game. I'm just, I'm, I'm dreading having to read about it and see it in, you know, my Twitter sphere because I follow all NFL and all that stuff. So I'm gonna see it. But yeah, absolutely, yeah. And the question marks that he raises, Hogan raises there, are valid. But if I'm the Chiefs and Kelsey's coming back, Reed's coming back. You know, they're able, I think they're going to be able to retain a majority of their defensive unit. I know Chris Jones is a free agent after this year. So whether or not he comes back, we'll is see. It, they had um, Sneed or McDuffie. One of those two is Sneed. I think it's Sneed because McDuffie's yeah. on a rookie deal. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm them and I'm able to bring back, you know, a majority of that core, I'm going all in to get another wide receiving receiver target, either in free agency or via trade or trading up in the draft to, to get one, another weapon for Patrick Mahomes, because I, I've talked about this offline with you guys and some of my buddies. It's like, if there was any a year for the chiefs to get knocked off, this was the year yep. their offense looked inept at times throughout the, throughout the season, their defense, you know, they were able to ride the D pause, yes. but they were able to ride the D to the, ter- to, to the Super Bowl. Their defense was outstanding in this game. You know, a couple you know, we'll get into the whole 49er side of things, but it's 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 pains me as a as a Patriots fan as kind of an NFL fan. I was kind of I was really rooting for Mr. Irrelevant to win a Super Bowl. Whether or not he was the factor or not, I thought Brock Purdy was really really good in this game. He just wasn't great. We'll get into it when we talk about the 49ers. But at the end of the day, Chiefs find a way to close it out at, in overtime when the 49ers couldn't. Yeah, and I think it goes uh, the uh, like what you kind of what you said at the end there, like. Patrick Mahomes, like, they have, like, that team, like, the Reed, Mahomes, and, like, Kelsey thing, like, that's been together for so long that it's just so, like, they have, they've been through every scenario. They're so comfortable together. They know exactly what the play call is going to be. It's probably going to be one of three play calls in these XYZ scenario. You know what I mean? Like, that that play that they had on fourth and one where it was a run pass option to Mahomes. Like, dude, they don't run the tush push anymore because Mahomes broke his knee the other like a couple years ago on its QB sneak. So, like, I don't know. Like, you you don't think they're gonna put Mahomes in an RPO on the edge where like he reads like the crashing defensive end, whether he wants to like take it like himself or throw it to Kelsey on like the under route. So I don't know. It's just it, it's fun to watch. Um in my in my opinion, it's fun to watch just because I think that. Like greatness should be appreciated no matter what. And I think that 
at this time, Mahomes is the is the greatest athlete in his like in his era, and he should be like revered and respected that way. Is he Tom Brady? Is he anywhere close close to the greatest of all time? No. But of his era, I think that he's been in the league for what six years. He's been a starter. He, I think he deserves a little bit of his flowers. Not like he doesn't get them already, but like I wanna, I wanna kind of throw it out there that I think that what he's doing deserves like a lot of attention. Like he's gonna get, like you said, they're gonna get a lot of attention. But I think a lot of it's warranted. I mean, they're the first team to go back to back in twenty years, and they traded the best player on their team two years, like in in and then like in Tyreek Hill, and then went back to back. Like it's just. I don't know. It just shows that like the quarterback means more than ever. And having the best one right now is a massive, massive, massive advantage. Um, Really quick, really quick before we jump into San Francisco, I got to point out the whole Kelsey exchange with Reed. Yeah. yeah. We we, we talked about that in the discord and I made you guys laugh because I was like, yeah, biggest hit of the night so far is Kelsey on fat boy Reed. But like, (laughs) are you like this cements for me personally? That's why I can't stand the a the chiefs but b kelsey specifically because he is such a douchebag and like mm-hmm. i feel like his picture is like in the dictionary right next to that word douchebag because it's things like that like there's a time and place and i get there's there's, there's a frustration and it boils over that submit like on what planet can you tell me that any other player could do that to a coach and get away with it and the only reason I can imagine that Reed let it slide is because it was the fucking Super Bowl and he had to have Kelsey out on the field. But like, dude, we still don't know what Malcolm Butler got benched for. And like, could you imagine that happening to Bill? Could you imagine Gronk no. hitting Bill like that? Like the repercussions of that or anybody else? I just that that rubbed me the wrong way so bad when I saw that. Like, obviously, it was kind of we were joking, but what the fuck was that? I, I don't like, know if you guys have anything to talk about on that. Like, I just drove me nuts. The thing that I want to bring up is that like Pacheco fumbled that ball on after that play. And that, that happened after that fumble. If Kelsey's on the field in that play, the fumble still happens. He was not on the field for one reason on that play. Because he's not Gronk and he's not an elite blocker. That's the reason he was not on the field. And yeah, I I, I hated that. I, I laughed at it because I'm like, ha, Chiefs are imploding. Obviously, that didn't happen, but like that, that kind of stuff is ridiculous. Emotions obviously were running high at that point, but you just don't do that. And that's why that's what makes like you like you Hogan. That's what makes him so unlikable. On top of everything else that's been surrounding him throughout this entire season, doing something like that to your old, not to mention one of the best coaches in league history. I'll go. I'll go that, that far to say that Andy Reid has hit that. I've never been a fan of him, but like what he's done over the last five six years with the Chiefs starting with Alex Smith and then going to Patrick Mahomes has been outstanding. He's, in my opinion, more of a reason they won that Super Bowl in the second half than what Patrick Mahomes did because of how he called that offense and how he coached in that second half. He outclassed Kyle Shanahan in that second second half, and that's why. Uh, I kind of feel like Shanahan might be a little bit more responsible for his own demise and reason Reed is, but I definitely agree with you that he was, he, he, he got pants in the second half of that game, especially at, towards the end in overtime, but back on the uh, Kelsey thing, um, dude, was it just me or was that Kansas city sideline kind of hot all night? Like they had that happen. And then they had the Rishi, uh, Rishid rice, uh, mm-hmm. like in the late in the yeah. game, like, and, him and Mahomes going back and forth. So like that just goes back to like what like bro, like 
they're like they just some teams like they, like you used to see like Tom Brady fucking screaming at his offensive linemen and screaming at coaches, even coaches sometimes at Bill O'Brien. And like I think that there's especially at the in the Kelsey play, there's a line, right? You know what I mean? Like passion's good. You need a lot of passion. That's the biggest game of the year. You know what I mean? That could be the biggest game of a lot of people's lives, especially they're floating it out there that they think Kelsey might retire after this fucking speech that he gave. So yeah, I think it was it was incredible how they can kind of harness that emotion and kind of overcome kind of like a couple of different little spats in that game um, and still keep it between the lines and still keep the keep the team motivated in like a good way. You know what I mean? They didn't they, they had a couple of stupid fucking penalties, but I don't think it really hurt them too much. Just a couple of stupid ones in the first half. Um, but I don't know. Other than other than other than those two spats on the sidelines, I think they played like a really tight game in the second half. And it kind of shows like a team that's like used to being there every fucking year versus a team that's like loading up. They, they, they crater load up, crater load up kind of like the Niners. Cause I mean, they, they made it to the the Super Bowl and then the conference finals two out of the last th- three out of the last five seasons. But I think the other two seasons, they didn't make the playoffs or something like that. Yeah. So it's literally like they're in the fucking conference finals or they don't fucking make the playoffs. So anyway, real, um, real, qu- got- real quick, yeah. you brought, you brought up the refs. I just yep. want to touch on this. I thought they were, Really good in this game. Impeccable. Like, they were not showing up in the big moments. They were letting some of the stuff go, and they were consistent about it. So I just, I, I've been highly critical of the NFL officials this year, but in the biggest moment, Bill Vinovich and his crew, they, I thought they, they officiated a great game. I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. For sure. And I think that, uh, I think that you hit the nail on the head when you said that they weren't a factor. I think that the, the the later these games get in the season, the bigger the games are like, unless it's an egregious penalty where you're doing something against the rules that directly affects the outcome of the game. Like just let it the fuck go. Like just, and, and, and early you, on, early on, I thought they were going to insert themselves because they were throwing flags left and right in the first quarter. And then they put them but away, I think that, which was good. Honestly, I think I think they they towed that line perfectly because they got the game under control. Because, dude, yeah. that first the first quarter of that game, dude, people had those players had no regard for human life. There was a couple hits, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Holy fuck, dude!" Um, but yeah, so I think that they kind of they kind of towed a line perfectly there, where they threw a couple personal fouls, a couple procedural penalties to kind of make sure that the players know that, like, all right, come on, guys, like. Let's you guys can play physical, but just make sure you keep it between the whistles, um, which is, I think, exactly how you want. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Last thing I want to do on the Chiefs here is uh, we, Burge, you talked about the future and keeping these guys together. What do we think the future of Reed and then Kelsey is? It's been floated both that uh, they might be done soon, maybe even as soon as after this season. I don't think Reed's going anywhere. You've not, you haven't heard that come from him in any kind of way. That's all been kind of rumors. And he's, I think he's 65 or 66 years old. He's not, he's getting up there, but he's not there yet. And why would you not want to marry yourself to a guy like Patrick Mahomes to continue, continue a chance, maybe at a three-peat that hasn't been done, what, since like the seventies with the Steelers, maybe? I I don't even remember when the last three-peat was, but why would you stick around for that? Especially when he's in, he's in earshot of catching all, all of what Bill Belichick has done already. Like, and he's got a really good shot to surpass him at this point. So uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think Kelsey, that speech after the game, you know, I have a, I don't want to get into it, but like, he's just a, like Hogan put it, a douchebag. But I think it's more likely that he hangs it up after this year than 
than than Andy Reid. He's getting older. He's obviously got the relationship with he's not the, the singer. He's not the breadwinner. He doesn't have to keep playing. He doesn't have to keep playing. And you know, let's see maybe what they do. I don't think it's going to be announced anytime soon that he's going to hang it up. I think he might hang around to see what the Chiefs are able to do in terms of loading the roster again for next year and then make a decision. I hope he turns into one of those like never doesn't play the preseason, doesn't do any of that shit and just shows up on week one. Cause I like I like watching Travis Kelsey play, even though how much people like hate on him because he's not like a quote unquote. You would like I do I do agree with that. But dude, he's an excellent route runner, dude. He had one route, dude. He had shook a guy out of his boots, and then the next fucking route, uh, it was like a third and short. And he like like absolutely loaded the boom on some like defensive back and like got the first down. I was like, all right, dude. At least he shows up like physically in those big games. But uh, did you see that he was uh, that was the fastest he's ever been recorded running nineteen point eight miles an hour in that game? So it's like, dude, they're all they must be so fucking hopped up on adrenaline. We're on, like, no, dude, it's, <laughs> I know. Be adrenaline. it's adrenaline. It's adrenaline. I'm just fucking. Okay. <laughs> what's your what's your take on the future in KC down there? Um, I I. I'd like to see them. They're going to run it back. I think they're going to, they're going to bring everybody back. Uh, they're going to throw the money that they want at Kelsey or whoever else, if they need to uh, Chris Jones is going to get paid. That defense is too damn good to, to fall off. I mean, their defense has been actually pretty phenomenal the last two seasons now, but this year was a special season for them. They've been climbing. Um, they, they, yeah, that's it. And, and with Spags there, if Sp- the big, the big thing, I think, believe it or not, as much as we want to talk about Kelsey and Reed, is Spagnola. If he leaves, we got a whole new slate to talk about. But as long as Spags is there and they bring everybody back, like Kojak mentioned in chat, no team's ever won three in a row. Are we going to see it? There, there's a high potential there because right now, who who's going to dethrone the Chiefs if everybody comes back? They, they did it this year. They could do it again. Yeah, Max. no, I told. Yeah, I was gonna say I totally agree. I think as long as you have Mahomes, like you're gonna have like a better shot than any other team in the league to win a Super Bowl. I don't care what the team is. I mean, dude, that they, uh, I think they said it like the first drive that the fucking um, the uh, the Forty ers have four all team uh for four first team All Pro players on offense. It's insane, dude. That's insane. Um, let's uh. Let's get over to uh, let's get over to Burge's team from Sunday, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. They come up short again. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan blows another lead, uh, his third one in the Super Bowl. You could call it as the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, twenty-eight to three. Then he had another ten-point lead versus the Chiefs the first time they played. I think that was into the fourth quarter as well. And then he had a lead in this game. Ended up giving it up. Um, he gives them all up to Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, but there is something to be said about him him in those spots. Um, what was your take, Burge, on uh, Kyle Shanahan as a whole, the 49ers as a whole, and then um, if somebody wants to pick up and run with the uh, the decision in overtime as well? Thought they were great out of the gate. Both sides of the ball, great game plan for the first half. They came out on the first drive, and they had their way, as I touched on a little bit earlier. Obviously, the CMC fumble. You don't expect that to happen. You can't put that on the head coach. But that was a bit disappointing to see that happen. Um, you know, defensively, they were getting at Mahomes. They were getting pressure. They were sacking him. And if they weren't sacking him, they were hitting him, which is exactly what how you can knock a guy like him off his game if you're containing him in the pocket and you're able to hit him, even if he completes a pass and you're making him, you know, feel you 
your presence there. You're doing you're doing what you need to do. And I thought speaking, speaking of the defense, Burge, did, did anybody else catch Greenlaw get hurt? Yes. Oh yeah. I was gonna how, touch on that. How, I was gonna, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. I just horrible, that bro. that's a huge part with the defense, right? Like you were talking about the pressure and stuff. So much changed when he got hurt, and the way he got hurt. Oh, not that's just yeah. That's the worst. You know, just to say, like I think that was a major deciding factor into the reason why the second half went the way it did for for the Chiefs. Because I think the guy that they brought in, I think his name is Oren Burks or. Brooks or something like that that they brought in. He had a hyphenated last name and fucking Kelsey. No, lit his no, last somebody ball. different. It's somebody different oh. that, that ended up playing his position in the in the second. I think his last name was Burks. But he, you look at the stat line on him. I saw it. I don't have it <clears throat> have it handy right now. But he got lit up in the passing game in the second half. And you know, Drake Greenlaw didn't he have an intercept? He had the interception of, of Mahomes in the first half, I believe, before he got hurt. I can't remember. I think I it don't was. Think so. I, don't I think know. it was Greenlaw. It, it was it was a safety. If Warner was in coverage, but I think there was a safety behind that that intercepted it. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Jair Brown. You're right. You're right. Yep. You're right. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Say that Brown. again. Say that Jair again. Brown. J- Joe, no, no, you're, no, no, Joe, no, no, you're no. right. Joe, you're right. No, no, no. Bird, um, just say <laughs> I'm right. That yeah. Please, please. <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> All seriousness, I thought that they had an outstanding first half game plan. They came out. They did what they needed to do, even late in the game. You know. We talked about the fumble of Pacheco. That was all caused by the defense, you know, to, to seize the momentum back. They held Kansas City to a field goal inside the 10, I want to say it was, in the, at the end of the second half to kick a field goal to make a 10-3 going into half as opposed to 10-7. A huge play. But the second half, all on Kyle Shanahan in my eyes. I don't, I don't really fault – maybe a little bit on Steve Wilkes on that drive in overtime, but – Kyle Shanahan, you know, I was screaming, like, why did they go away from running the ball? And you could throw the whole average at me as to what it was ended up at the end of the day. I think, Joe, you were trying to chirp me on that, that they were running three, three point six yards a carry. It was successful. They went away from it completely. You took the entire threat of your best player out of the game in the third quarter, and you lost the game at that point. I think I remember sending it in the Discord. I was like, this game's over. Like, Kansas City's got to find a way to win this game now because of how they've managed the third quarter. Brock Purdy, I thought he played extremely well. Good. He was not elite. He was not able to make the play he needed to make when he needed to make it. Unlike the guy on the other side, unlike the other guy on the sideline. If they score a touchdown at the end of that game and the in, in overtime, who knows? How, Kansas City plays it completely differently on that drive. What and, was it, Brandon Ayuk? Fucking wide open and he overthrew. He, he overthrew him. He had, but the pressure was there. Kansas City, oh, no, yeah, of course, of course. But Kansas City, but you could say Mahomes might make that play over Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So at the end of the day, I was very unhappy with the second half and how they played. I was very, they were very soft. I think it was either in overtime or in on the, the the tying field goal drive in the end at regulation, where I think it was like second and fourteen for Mahomes and company. And Steve Wilkes, a defensive coordinator for San Francisco, had about six or seven guys. 10 yards back from the line of scrimmage in any receiver and given them eight, nine yards to make it a third and four versus a third and eight or nine. If you're, if you're, if you're playing the coverage <clears throat> way too soft in, at the end of regulation. So, you know, you knew the field goal was coming. They're lucky that San Francisco is lucky that game didn't end in regulation mm. with Kansas city because of the way that that drive went, the decision in overtime I touched on it a little bit before, 
49ers players coming out and saying they didn't know the rules changed. Huge red flag right there on the coaching staff. 100% on Kyle Shanahan at the end of the day. I don't necessarily hate the decision to take the ball, regardless of that, because their defense was just on the field for a long period of time for Mahomes to, you know, go down and tie the game, give the defense a breather, let your offense go out there. You had had success during the game, moving the ball in chunks at times. So I don't hate the decision, but the fact that the players are coming out, a respected player like Kyle Juszczyk coming out and saying that we didn't know the rules changed. That's bad. That's Yeah, they were reading it off the Jumbotron. That's crazy. That's wild. Uh, so that's kind of where I sit. Getting back to some of the stuff you said at the beginning, I was, it triggered me. I was thinking it during the game. I was just like, dude, Kansas City's getting outplayed like crazy, and they're keeping this close right now. There's no re- – I like, this is exactly the kind of game that, like, these kind of Q- – these great QBs, like like mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, like Tom Brady, like, like Peyton Manning, if you let them linger around long enough, they're going to figure something out, and they're going to come through. Uh, Hogan, what do you think about the Niners and them? Uh, there, kind of Shanahan's decisions kind of throughout the game in that second half until overtime. I, I mean, Burgess pretty much hit the nail on the head with everything that he said. I, I shockingly can't find a reason to disagree with him <laughs> for once. <laughs> Don't get cocky, kid. Don't get cocky. Um, no, but for real though, it's it's the it's the same old tale again. Like you guys touched on with with Atlanta, um, with San Francisco against Chiefs in the first round of the Super Bowl. What four years, five years ago, whatever it was. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate. Uh, because I, at the end of the day, I do think Shanahan is a pretty good coach. He's above average as far as I'm concerned with when you look at the the, the uh, talent pool of NFL coaches currently. He's got to be in the top tier because of what he's been able to do with that team. Granted, they're stacked. They're, they're stacked. Like you said, Joe, they have, what, four all pros. They, they trade away picks uh-huh. for MVP, MVP players every other week, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they always end up falling short is just i don't know at the end of the day i I can't help but think that is it a shanahan thing is it the team dynamic will it come back to haunt them going forward if they keep going this route where if they don't make any major changes or if they decide to stick with purdy like like burgess said i think purdy played a really really good game for his capability with the talent around him i mean we you got to take into um consideration Debo Samuel got hurt for a good chunk Mm -hmm. of that game as well. That changed a lot as soon as he got hurt. Um, George Kittle was a a, ghost. Was he there? I I honestly don't Mm -hmm. even know if he was at the Super Bowl. Um, And then Ayuk. I I don't know if you guys have seen all the crap that's going on on, what is it, social media and Instagram. Ayuk, three catches and his brother. Dude, I'm telling you right now. His brother, his his girlfriend. If I'm an NFL player, like – I am disowning my family if they go on social media on my behalf. I mean, between the Ayuk stuff this year, (laughs) well, (laughs) (laughs) but no, between all the Ayuk stuff that's coming out right now, I don't know if you guys saw the stuff with like Micah Parsons brother earlier this year too, with like when Dallas lost, like he posted something like Dallas doesn't deserve my brother. He's going to get the fuck out of there. And it's just like all this crap coming out now, it's already bad enough. You lost, but like, Pump the brakes on all of those. Keep it guys. together, yeah. And that's and again, we go back to what you were talking about with the Chiefs, where they were chirping each other on the sideline. As as horrendous and bad as it looked, that team has the experience to get through that kind of stuff to win at the end of the day. Where San Francisco, yet again, can't do it. I I, I do want to throw in real quick a stat about Shanahan. I think it's he's one of like 
seven, maybe seven or eight coaches that have been with a team for seven years, not won a Super Bowl and actually still kept their jobs. Like most guys that don't win a Super Bowl when they've been with a team that long are gone. And funny thing is, is the guy on the other sideline was one of them with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Yeah. But like you see that, that yeah, this it's the same story. Now it's happened three times to him. And he, the offensive coordinator in Atlanta, big role. And the reason why the Patriots came back and won that game, his play calling late in that game was awful. And now that he's blown leads in the, the fourth quarter, third quarter, second half, we'll call it the second half of two Super Bowls, you got to think like, is San Fran going to be ready for a change? Like at some point, they got to figure out, like they've reached their ceiling with this guy. Time to move on and, 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 and get somebody in here because there was no excuse for them to blow that with the amount of talent that that roster has, especially with the way that their quarterback has played. You were, you were oh, talking about stats. Oh. oh, sorry, Joe. Real quick, the stat thing. I saw something today that I actually didn't know when I saw it. Did you know that Patrick Mahomes in all three Super Bowls he's won has come back from a 10-point deficit? I had no idea. Philly, That's he was awesome. down by 10 going into the fourth quarter. He was down by 10 at what? Right before halftime last or in Sunday's game. And then he was down by 10 going into the fourth quarter against the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs against the uh, 49ers in the first Super Bowl. So it's like you sit here and it's 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 mind boggling again to go to a the testament to the greatness of what Mahomes is doing right now. Even if you get a lead on the guy, you still can't beat him. It's wild. Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, no worries. Good input, obviously. Um, no, I just wanted Burrish, just like you, what you were saying. Um, I wanted to take a page out of your book. I know, I understand what you're saying about Shanahan. He he doesn't seem to get him over the hump. Um, how many coaches? I know you're. I know there's one, obviously. How many coaches are really an upgrade, though? I think that um, there's one obvious one that's an upgrade for maybe three or four seasons, uh, but. I want to see what Shanahan like, like, like. I don't care about all these ancillary pieces, like having two All Pro wide receivers, like having all these crazy pieces on like both sides of the ball, like all these crazy pieces on the front seven. Like, maybe strip some of those and go get a quarterback. Like, maybe go get like go like upgrade at that position instead of like getting rid of your coach. Like, maybe change, maybe change what he has to work with because this dude's obviously an offensive guru. And when you take a guy like Andy Reid, for example. When you take it like guys like fucking Donovan McNabb away from him and you give him a lot of guys like Patrick Mahomes, he magically starts winning Super Bowls. So I know that obviously Patrick Mahomes is like, don't fucking grow on trees. But I think that uh, I agree, Burge. I agree that he's been there. He's been there long enough. He needs to get over the hump, especially with the fucking roster that he's had. Um, but I think that. If, if he is going to get one more shot, I would like to see them uh, make a change at the quarterback position and maybe uh, maybe not load up everywhere. Kind of like switch the mold from that one one style to a different one. I, I don't hate that. Um, I push back. The only pushback I have is you get to a certain point where you plateau and you maybe oh, yeah. want to look go look to a different way. But I will I will Wish say this: still. the comparison between Reed and Shanahan in terms of their history is uncanny. Now this was posted on, on Twitter earlier today or yesterday uh, regarding this, but Andy Reid's first like appearance appearances deep in playoffs, 2001 NFC championship loss, 2002 NFC championship loss, 2003 NFC championship loss, 2004 Super Bowl loss, 2019 for Shanahan Super Bowl loss, 
2021 championship game lost 2022 championship game lost 2023 Super Bowl loss. So it's kind of like that, almost that same trajectory with where Reed was at the beginning of the career, which is why I was like, he's overrated as hell before. Like he started going on this run. I've switched since switched my tune on that, but it's kind of like the same thing when it, when Kyle Shanahan is younger, he's running into these, these issues that he's having. So we'll see if that Shanahan is able to adapt and what you just pointed out, maybe you go out and you get the quarterback and you know, you learn your lesson for not signing Tom Brady in 2020 for your team because you're probably a dynasty right now if you do that. Imagine, dude. So, imagine what that would look like. Imagine what that would have looked like for that team if he signs them in 2020. That they, they don't lose. I, they're in my opinion, they win three Super Bowls in the last four years if they have Tom Brady because Mahomes Mahomes won't beat Brady. Uh, yeah, they definitely win too for sure. I think they yeah. Because Brady won in 2020, and then what? They lost in 2021 to the Chiefs. So yeah, I think I think you could probably go. You could probably give those two to the 49ers if Brady if Brady's on the uh, on their squad. But uh, one last thing we got to touch upon, dude, just because just because, yo. So for like the first like 95 of that game, I was like, yo, dude, they haven't. They've shown like T Swift like fucking twice. And then for the last five minutes in overtime, it's like they ran out of fucking material. And they were like, oh, fuck, there's I, there's fucking T-Swift. And I was just like, dude, you know how many other famous people are in that box? It was like, fucking, dude, they had uh, CC Sabathia was there and shit like that, dude. It was just like, it was just so funny. Like, it's such a funny, it was like fucking T-Swift, Ice Spice, Blake Lively, CC Sabathia. It was just like I don't know. They were just who, like, who, who the hell is Ice Spice? I had no idea I, who that person was. I said this. I said the same there. thing. I said the exact same thing. And she's got to. She's got her own well, drink at Dunkin'. My my wife turned to me. She's like, "You don't know Ice Spice?" And I'm like, "I, I why would I be asking if I didn't know who the fuck she was?" <laughs> Obviously, I don't fart. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that if I don't know who Ice Spice Look, is. Sorry. They did a good job not focusing on her during the camera of the Super Bowl. I will say that. Like you saw her towards the end of the game as it was going and the Chiefs way and all that. They did a good job not really talking about her and doing that whole thing. But the pregame coverage, I don't know if you guys watched any of that. I turned it on when I got home from work. That's what the waste watched management's it. for, Bruce. You gotta watch uh, some golf on No, Super Bowl but like I'm I was all in on the Super Bowl on Sunday. I got home from work. Yeah, I'm I like, I want to introduce my kids to the Super Bowl. I taught my kid to say Super Bowl, so like he understands yeah, it yeah. now. But like the entire as soon as I turned it on. My wife had walked, had left to go to the store and came back. I'm like, you've been gone for 20 minutes. 18 of the minutes that you were gone, they talked about Taylor Swift. And that's all that it was. I, I wanted to turn it off, but I was committed to the Super Bowl and I didn't do it. But my God, like, are they going to milk this next year if Kelsey comes back? Are they going to milk it? They absolutely are. They, they, they absolutely are. CBS came out today and said it was like the most watched telecast of all time. Or Paramount yep. came out and said it. Like, mm -hmm. you know the reason why it was? wasn't because of the Super Bowl. It was because she was at the Super Bowl and her boyfriend was on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the, the reason. Only, the only thing that bothered me was right when Kansas City scored the game when he touched on overtime, they literally cut to her. I think it was like three seconds after the guy caught the touchdown. And that, the only reason that bothers me is like as a, as a football fan and a well, former see, football player yeah. and stuff, show me the football players. No offense. It's not about her at that moment. It's Offense. about the guys. It's about the guys who won the fucking game. Like, show her after. Show all the crap after. I don't care at that point. It is what it is. But like, 
that's a moment for those guys that they're going to forever remember mm-hmm. and, and just enjoy that moment. And for the national telecast to cut to a singer who has nothing to do with the game on the field, like, come on, man. Especially just, for a guy like Bakil Harmon, who has been like, yeah. bounce around. Yeah. Because wasn't know, he with the Jets? Wasn't he with he the, was Jets with the Jets this earlier this year? Yeah. And they traded them back to the Chiefs. Like, he's yeah. bounced around. He's had some hardship. Like, keep it on him for this moment. Absolutely, hundred percent agree. Uh, he didn't even know he won, dude. <laughs> he was just like looking around, like, "Why the fuck is everybody going nuts?" Did he have to read the jumbotron, like the Forty uh, ers like, players? <laughs> oh my god! Kelsey watched yeah, the I, play on the on the jumbotron. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that last drive by the Chiefs was just magical, dude. That's like that's um that's just like thank you, like Steve greatness, Wilkes. Greatness personified, bro. That's greatness personified. It's like watching MJ or fucking Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. That's fucking that's the best. That's the best of the best. You can't get better than that right now. Um, what, first, you just got at some point. You just got to accept that he's great. Bro. I he's accept not the greater. greatest. Oh, I, I am not denying. He his is, dude. He's this generation. Tom it. Brady, dude. He's I'm this generation. Michael Jordan, dude. He is. He is. He is transcending multiple. Like he is the guy, and it's not even just in the NFL, dude. He is the guy, like in American fucking sports, dude. He is the most polarizing athlete in American sports, and he's fucking clutch as clutch as a motherfucker to back it up, dude. It's 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 I guarantee it's so easy to hate. I understand that, dude, and especially as a Pats fan. But just I don't know. That's uh, I used to fucking hate him, and when I was like like when Tom Brady was still on the Pats, and like we still had a shot to beat him and shit like that. But like now that like I kind of really don't have a fucking horse in the race. I just like I can't. I you can't do have a horse just, in like, the race. Enjoy. You what do horse, horse do we have? You I do. hope we every time we lose, every time we play the Chiefs for the next couple of years, if we're not in the fucking, if we're not in the fucking playoff hunt, I want to fucking lose so we get a better pick. So it's like until we're until we're on the other side of that where we need to beat them for seeding and we need to beat them for fucking bragging rights late in the season. Like, dude, I'm gonna be fucking rooting. I'm gonna be like rooting for Pat Mahomes to do cool shit and fucking coming back from ten points down in that drive in the fucking overtime. Like, that's cool shit. Like, I just want to see cool shit. Like, I don't care what's going on. Like, LeBron's block on Andre Iguodala, like, in Game 7 of the NBA Finals when they came back from 3-1 down, like, that's cool shit. No matter, like, if you're a hater or not, like, dude, I'm not the biggest LeBron guy. I appreciate his greatness. And, like, watching that shot, dude, I fucking hate Kyrie. But his step back, hitting that three in Steph Curry's face, like, right after the uh, right before or after the block, like, that's just appreciating greatness. And I think that, like, that's quintessent. Like, what happened in the fourth quarter in overtime, what you see Patrick, what you saw Patrick Mahomes do, it's just, like, quintessential, like, best player at the most important time, just outclassing everybody else and just being 10 times more locked in and 10 times more, like, apt to, like, produce in those kind of situations. Yeah. Sorry, that was ready, long. Just, no, he's, he's hey, just an absolute glazing by hey, Joe. Dude. No. My jaw's you, tired. You, you, re- you ready for ready for a re- re- revelation? Uh-oh. You ready for it? Next year, Buffalo plays Kansas City in the playoffs. I'm all in on fucking Josh Allen beating his ass. Whoa. Oh my god, dude! Whoa. All right, you got it. I'm there. I'm there. I am there. Full circle. I rooted circle. for Patrick Mahomes this year against Buffalo. It bit me in the ass. Yeah, you fucking. Baltimore loses the to the Buffalo. The beats Buffalo. <laughs> Baltimore beats Buffalo in that championship game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I am not yeah. making the same mistake again. I admit my faults. I will root against Buffalo every other week, but when they play Kansas City, 
I'm going to be rooting for for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to beat them. And that is a big revelation for you listeners out there for me. The biggest <laughs> Buffalo Bills hater. Oh, I'm yeah, all, I, I all in. That. I need, you, you I get I that need next year. You're going to get the matchup match next year. You're going to get the matchup next year, and I'm going to double down on this. I'm going to double it. down on this. Well, don't won't the Chiefs because it's Clip it. the Bills. Did the Bills win the AFC East? Yeah, the Bills end up winning the AFC East, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the, the Chiefs won the AFC West, so they're going to play in the regular season next year. Yes, too. they are. You're right. going to hear me so, say it. Mark it down. Right. Clip so it. So it's almost guaranteed, dude. All right, word. We're all going to throw in. I'm going to put a GoFundMe together for a job at number 17. A white number so 17. angry. Oh, I am angry. I'm angry about <laughs> He's this. so upset. He's our resident, he's our resident cloud. I've never watched, seen you like this. I told you I was going to be in a form tonight. I told you. I told you guys. You Every time the Kansas City Chiefs win in the playoffs, diminishes my childhood. Or maybe doesn't diminish it, but it. But your childhood's it, over. It replaces it. Yes. Oh, it's well over. Oh, I know. I'm We're an old part. I know. But I cling to that. You're still I'm a very old. nostalgic person. I'm a very nostalgic person. I got Bill Belichick on the wall behind me. He's no longer the coach of the Patriots. That's going to be up until the day I die. I think even if if Mahomes if Mahomes gets if Mahomes gets seven, but he doesn't play twenty one years of like the best football ever. That's better. There's still there's still no, but I that's better, dude. There's something to be said about Brady having those ten years in the middle where they didn't win a Super Bowl. Like he won a Super Bowl at two totally like. The, the Super Bowl he won in 2001 and the Super Bowl he won in 2021 with the Buccaneers, there's like two totally different NFLs. Like, you know what I mean? Those are completely. Yeah, he wasn't a, he wasn't a major factor in that, those first three. Like, I'd argue that there's more on the coach. They don't win. They don't win in 03 or 04 or 01. They probably him. don't. They he were a perfect team. They were a perfect team. Yeah. They were a perfect was, team at that point. To play there. All right. We we got it. Let's save. So let's bottle some of this up. We got we got May. We got April, Joey, May, June, July. Rattled up, dude. I can, dude. I can get fired up at the drop of a hat, dude. Somebody drop their I hat. Know, Bert, I've never seen birds like this. He's he's. I told he's you. I told you. I'm I am on. It's kind of I'm hot, on one right now. This is wild. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, episodes. I obviously I brought a little bit to the podcast by showing up. Yeah. Jack, you missed out on it. So yeah, the this myself. is great. He's a you fucking, a he's a fucking pyro, dude. You know how you always had those friends growing up that are pyros, like he's the, he's my he's pyro. my pyro. He's my yeah, pyro. He's growing he's up, so, like, you right now. He's pyro. So... <laughs> we'd be walking he's, around. He's high had a shitty grin Listen. on his face ever since Burge just said he started rooting for the fucking Bills. I mean, rooting for the fucking Bills, dude. Listen to this. Yep. We'd be walking around high school. This dude would walk up to me. Hey, what's up, Burge? And freaking dead arm, and I'd fall into a locker because he fucking nailed me so hard. My arm, my arm went completely dead. Did you dead. hit him back? Like, that's what it comes to. Did you hit him back? Yeah, no, I, I shoved no. him. I shoved he him. Knew, he I knew better. Him. No, he knew better. He knew better. I would, he <laughs> he, he, he had better. about 100 pounds on me in high school. Now, now we're even. Do, now, no, we're even now. We're even now. <laughs> All right, so smack him up. <laughs> he could try. Anyways. Anyways. We live stream it. Uh, live stream. Oh, live stream. That would be a good pay-per-view. <laughs> And then Joe and I guys are rough and rowdy for Hey, hey, you bullshit. guys are betting guys, right? Let's get the bets going. Who, who's, <laughs> yeah. got, uh, who's got me versus Birds? Let's go. I yeah, throw low. Oh, no, I've seen Birds in person. I've never seen you in person. So height, height, weight, and reach. Like a a tall, lot, dude. How tall are you? He's like, the, he's like the same height as me. He's like the okay. same height as me. Really? Yeah, you're six yeah. feet tall? Yes, I am. Yes. No, you're not. You're oh, yes, I am. They've seen me. They've seen me and they know it. Oh, my God, dude. Spiraling this episode. in the car, dude. Everybody fucking chill out. All right. 
So Burns was alluding to next season where he's going to be a Buffalo Bills fan. I can't wait. For to, one uh, week come home. or two weeks. I can't wait to come home to take him to a Bills game to see his favorite team play. Um, so let's get to uh, let's get some to, for some predictions for next year. Uh, threw out a couple topics. Uh, I want to start with like who do you maybe not your Super Bowl prediction, but who do you think may be in the Final Four? Who Patriots. what are the four Patriots. teams we might see at the end? <laughs> Kojak, you can go first. What do you give me four? Give me two teams from each conference that'll be in the fucking uh, <laughs> the Final Four next year. Uh-uh. Don't write checks that your ass can't cash. Uh, I think it's going to be. It's going to be. I think it's going to come down to Baltimore KC out of the AFC. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. That's unique. And then I think it's going to be. Pause. Niners Lions. <laughs> I was going to say that. You fucking. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Kojak thinks we're gonna run it back, which I don't think that's that's that too outlandish. Hogan, what do you think? Do you think we got any outliers coming next year? Do you think, do you want to do you want to give me like a dark horse or something you can see making oh. a run? Oh, oh baby, do Texas I have Super some Bowl dark champs. horses for you? Ja- Did you say Jacksonville? No, fuck no, Texans. CJ Stroud, baby. Oh, okay. I'm gonna say, come on. All right, no, no, no. For my NFC side, um, they made a little splash this year, which caught me off guard. They were the youngest team in the playoffs. Give me the Green Bay Packers. I like it. Green youngest Bay Packers. League, bro. Yeah, give me them to at least make the final four because they got they got something brewing there, and I didn't expect it watching them during the regular season, but hot damn, what they did to Dallas and then giving the hot Niners one for down. their money. Yeah, you know, what they did in the playoffs, I was very, very, very surprised. But um, – Give me Coach the 49ers. Give, give me one. the 49ers again to make it. Uh just to fall short yet again. That, that, that's just their their MO at this point. Um and then on the uh the AFC side, I'm gonna give you a little twofer here. So we got if the Chiefs return everybody, give me the Chiefs right back where they are. My second team, I'm gonna two-part this one. So we got Cincinnati making a surprise return with the comeback player of the year for 2024. Joe Burrow. T. Higgins. Oh, I love it, Hogan. I give love a, it. Give, give me give me Cincinnati. I was rooting That's for them against the Rams in that Super Bowl because you know what? They've been such a dog shit franchise for so long. Give me Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year. Give me them to knock off the Chiefs and make it back to the Super Bowl. Birds, you seem win it. That'd be stole nice. My, stole my fucking thunder right there, man. Jesus. Oh, just pick Buffalo and shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kick your beer and shut up. <laughs> NFC side, I'm going with Detroit Jared. getting back there. Get Detroit getting back to that NFC title game. I like to see them build on what they did this year. I think Dan Campbell learned some lessons as to how he handles the playoffs, you know, next time around. So give me, give me, uh, give me Detroit. I love the Green Bay pick. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go that route, but I love it, and I won't be surprised if if you're right on that because, like you said, they what they did in the playoffs this year, how they went and they freaking blew Dallas out, and they gave San Francisco pretty much everything they could handle in that game. Look for them to make a stride. You know, we're big Jordan Love fans here on the podcast. We've we've kind of raved about him throughout the season this year. I like him to take the next step. Big fan of him coming out of college as well. I like the 49ers to get back there too. Kind of have a rematch of this year. I know it seems like I'm cherry picking that, but 
you know, I think that they're going to return a lot of their players. I think they're going to find a way to sign Chase Young. And I think they're going to find a way to, you know, if not retain their talent, like a Brandon Ayuk or something, they'll find a way to trade draft picks or whatever to replace him based on how they handle assets throughout, throughout the, uh, throughout the year. So I like that to happen on the AFC side. Again, Hogan, you stole my thunder. I like Cincinnati to be back there. I like them to get to the Super Bowl. I'll go that far to say I like them to get to the Super Bowl um, next year because they'll have a healthy, hopefully have a healthy Joe Burrow for a full 17 games and, you know, kind of continue where they left off in years prior where they did go to the Super Bowl. They went to the AFC Championship game in years past as well. Um, Like you said, with the news of T. Higgins, today coming out that it sounds like they're going to franchise tag him whether or not they're going to try to trade him based on that or they're going to find a way to figure out that the cap is crap and they're going to make it work i i like that like that to happen the second the second team here i'm having a little bit of trouble i'm going to go with the dark horse kojak named it big fan of cj stroud taking another step i would love to see a cincinnati houston uh afc championship game i'm not fully confident that the chiefs are going to be able to figure you know, out with all the questions that they have, you know, we'll revisit this obviously in August at training camp to see where they're at. This is my all-time hedge right here. I, I, I would love to see a Houston Cincinnati, these matchups, these, these four teams that I picked, any of those four teams win the Super Bowl next year. I'm not coming on here fired up. I'm all fucking pumped up because one of those four teams, like think about that. Think about that. Three of the four of those teams have never won a Super Bowl. And that's what I'm about. Give me somebody new to win a Super Bowl. Houston, Cincinnati, and Detroit have not won a Super Bowl. So give me that. Give me that. See, I'm not – I love Detroit. I love what they stand for, like the team stands for, and kind of like that working atmosphere. But uh, I think I think they might take a step back. But that's a that's a story for a different day. It's an argument for a different day at least. We could probably – me and Barish could probably fill a whole podcast, but on just that premise alone. We'll be standing uh, up arguing that. We'll be standing up with like <laughs> throwing our headphones down if we argue that. But uh, on the on the NFC side, yeah, you guys, I like the Packers a lot. I think uh, I talk about coach quarterback combo a lot. Uh, combo a lot when I pick teams, and I determine kind of futures and wh- who I'm going to pick. Uh, Love and Lafleur look like they're going to be a good match going forward here for at least a little bit. Um, and then you know, it's, it's hard not to bring up, it's hard not to bring up the fucking, uh, 49ers. And I think you got a lot of people are writing off a team like the Eagles, but I think uh, sometimes teams get bounced and then the next year they get bounced early, they get upset. And then the next year they come back and they have kind of a rejuvenated sense of like determination and a little bit more locked in. I mean, uh, you can, I think, what was it? The 2010 Patriots lost at home in the playoffs to the Jets that drive yeah. to nowhere and then they came back in 2011 and a team that had no business going to the Super Bowl goes to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Um, so, but I think I want to go in a different direction on the AFC side. Uh, I like Shroud. I, I want I want him to do well, but I think that's the classic team that kind of uh, caught a lot of people off guard this year, punched a lot of people in the mouth that might be, might be taking maybe a step back uh, to earth this year. Um, but who am I to say they want a playoff game? So you never know. They might be CJ Stroud could very likely be him. Um, and I have not accounted for that yet in my algorithm of this conversation, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I hope they get back there. And I was, as soon as, as soon as Hogan spit out the whole fucking, uh, Bengals, Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year parlay, it got the gears turning. 
You know who I think is going to do – who might do that next year? The J-E-T-S, the Jets, Jets, Jets. The okay, Jets. Shiloh Homer. Dude, Aaron Rodgers has a fucking Ferrari. All he's got to do is wear a seatbelt this time. You know what I mean? Like, I totally dude, forgot dude, about that. That, that I team totally is forgot about loaded. them. That team oh. is loaded. I think that Miami and the Bills could very well take a step back. Even if the Patriots take a step forward, they're still going to be ass. They won't be super ass, but they'll be ass still. Maybe like 6-11 and 11 or like 7-10 and 10 ass instead of 4-13 and 13 ass. You know what I mean? Um, frisky. Frisky, not dangerous. But uh, so I could see the Jets winning the division. I could see them getting home field in the playoffs. I could see them maybe even getting a bye. If uh, I mean, you could, dude. I mean, if Lamar Jackson isn't healthy, you still have the the Bengals are probably get off to a slow start because the fuck it because Joe Burrow's injured. KC's getting off the slow starts, a slower and slower starts every fucking year. And you could see the Jets come out and get shot out of a cannon after they finally got their big their big fucking fish from two off seasons to go back. So, um, is it, even though I fucking hate the Jets more than any other fucking franchise, like I, the, the my nightmare would be that Aaron Rodgers comes back, f- throws for four thousand yards, thirty touchdowns, eight interceptions, and they go deep in the playoffs, and he wins Comeback Player of the Year, and they have some kind of like th- the and an AFC Championship or Super Bowl run. Yeah, that defense is legit. That defense yeah. for the Jets, I completely. They're it's funny young because too, I just because they're, they're yeah. getting better. Yeah. They're gonna get that, better. That Williams and Sauce, all those guys. I, I it's funny because Dude, I Sauce, just I'm, I'm so yeah, stuck in like so my good. mind of the Jets being like a poverty franchise that I just never even like think of their relevance. And then I com- I honestly completely forgot they have Aaron fucking Rodgers on their team until you said that for comeback player of the year. I was like, holy shit. I completely forgot he was in New York as of what happened. Four this players, year. Three players. But for, for me, like it's you, you go back to what you said, Joe, about coach quarterback combo. I'm not sold on Robert Sala as a head coach. He's I think he's great defensively, but I'm not sold on him as as a head coach. And I'm definitely not sold on Nathaniel Hackett as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's had success with Aaron Rodgers in the past. Aaron Rodgers is a year older, coming off a pretty bad injury. So I'm a little bit skeptical on them. You very well could be right. Let's see how the offseason goes with you know what they add to their team. But you got you said it, Hogan. Like their defense absolutely is legit. They have a lot of talent on the defensive side, and they have talent offensively too with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. So, you know, you you could be onto something there. Yeah, they just need to fucking get rid of like the Randall Cobbs and like all of fucking his guys. Get rid of his guys. Lazard, all them. Yeah, Yeah. dude. Fucking figure out, dude. Fucking was it Lazard or Cobb was like fucking inactive for the last like eight or nine games this season. It's just like, dude, what are you fucking? What are we fucking doing? They're old. They're getting older. Like Randall Cobb's got to be like thirty five at this point. Like, yeah. Wait, no. There there. was a somebody showed told me the other day that Randall Cobb was like stupid young. Hold on a second. I don't believe that for one second. I actually remember Randall Cobb's first play in the. He's thirty three. He's thirty three. He. You he returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Yeah, and he, against the Saints. I think that was back in like 2012, 2011. He'll Sorry. be 34 at the start of next season. Okay, still, that makes sense. For a football player, that's pretty old. But still. Uh, that's yeah. old as hell for a wide receiver. Especially yeah, especially younger than me. <laughs> like a guy who plays in between the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's, who's your 2024 MVP, Joe? My 2024 MVP? Uh, I think that we are going to have another quarterback again. I think that Obviously. we're I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to go back to back. I think there's going to be a little bit of Mahomes fatigue. Mac Jones. So I, <laughs> Okay. We're getting oh, stupid God. here. 
We're getting stupid here. Right. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> uh, I think that if uh, if they don't come, if the Bills don't come back to the pack, I think Josh Allen has a really good shot at winning it. I don't. I think that's just uh, that's not what you want to hear, Burge. But I think that Josh Allen has a good face. chance of winning it. And then you know who I think also has a, a shot to win it next year is Dak. Fuck the count, Dak. He was in the Dude, conversation. You know they get, he was do in the you conversation. know how many times that Tom Brady should have won fucking MVP and he didn't because they just get yeah. they just get fucking they just get exhausted. You know how many times Jordan and LeBron should have won MVP, but Pete, they just get voter fatigue. Dude, like yeah. you know why Jokic didn't win it last year? It's because fucking they got wait, did Embiid win the MVP last year? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah, so like and then and like they have Jokic fatigue, they didn't want to give him three in a row. Dude, it's gonna. They're not gonna want to give it to Mahomes. They're not gonna want to give it to to Jackson. So you can just write those two players off, no matter what kind of year they have. Yeah. Kojak, Kojak. Somebody. MVP for next year. Oh. Um. <sighs> Pause. Oh, I I love him. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> You want a second? You want Great a second? Question. We can go to Hogan next. We can go to Hogan next. We'll go to Hogan next, and we'll go back to you. Yeah, go to him because I have one guy, but I want to think about why I want to choose him. No, spit it out. Let it ride. I was I was gonna say Tyreek Hill. Ooh, okay. I love the non-quarterback pick though. I love that because he, he was gonna hit. He was gonna hit two thousand if he never got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Dude, imagine, gonna then, hit imagine if they upgrade a quarterback, they get like Kirk Cousins or some bullshit. Absolutely. I love that. I love that pick. I don't know, dude. Miami should have won after not to like derail this, dude. I can't believe they never went after Brady or Rodgers. Like, dude, you're bringing in McDaniel, dude, and you you give up two first round picks to go get fucking Tyreek Hill. Like, I don't know. You could have if if you you gotta go take a stab at quarterback there. I think that like this year with uh with Sam Fran just shows that like dude, it doesn't fucking matter, bro. You need the quarterback, you, dude. Look at the last. Look at the last fucking how many quarterbacks to win a fucking Super Bowl, bro. Since Nick Foles, after Nick Foles, it was Tom Brady, fucking Patrick Mahomes. Wait, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, fucking Patrick Matt Mahomes. Stafford. You know Matthew I mean? Stafford. Oh, Matthew Stafford. But like, dude, Matthew Stafford's way better than Brock Purdy and fucking Tua. Max, Matt Stafford is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's like the worst caliber quarterback you need to win a Super Bowl right now. First ballot, yeah, for what he did with Matt the, what Stafford. He, Matt Stafford what he is did a with first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Are you, I, guess, I guess. I guess if we're gonna if we're gonna go on the on the route of Kurt Warner getting in the Hall of Fame, sure, okay. Bro, Kurt Warner won a Super Bowl with two. He was teams. a backup for half oh, of his wait, no, career. He won, he won two with this. He won one with. This okay, game. damn he it. He was a Burge. backup for half of yeah, his career. Yeah, I gotta agree with Burge because I I'm, I die on that hill that Kurt Warner doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. He had he three was good outstanding. Seasons. He was outstanding three good se- with the stat. He had three good seasons. It's also 2023, so like it revolutionized the, the game. But no, he's not a Hall of Famer at the end of the day. Yeah, but, no, I uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge Kurt Warner guy. Um, Hogan. Yeah, I. Th- What's up, buddy? MVP. MVP. Okay, so I got two options for you here, and I'm going to go with my gut feeling that I think it's going to be Jordan Love because I think he's going to take that step. He's going to take that step. And then if I want to go crazy, crazy, which I kind of want to put some money on this if I'm going to just to see what I can hit for. I like 
a defensive player to win it for the first time next year since Lawrence Taylor. Give me Micah Parsons for Dallas. Let's go. Oh, shit, dude. 20 if plus he gets like 25 sacks. 20 yeah, plus something sacks. Crazy. He's going to come Love out it. like a fucking man on fire. Give me either him or – and you know who got snubbed this year was TJ Watt, obviously. But, I mean, one of those guys, if they if they break that sack record, give me a defensive player to win MVP. Been, how that. long has it been? How long has it been since we've had a, uh, a defensive I MVP? Eighty-six was when Lawrence like Taylor won. Thirty years, yeah. Like wow, well, forty years, almost forty years, almost forty years. That's nuts. Yeah, That's I think. Nuts. I want to say Lawrence Taylor was the last one to win it. Yeah, when they won uh, the year after the the eighty the year after the eighty-five Bears, so the eighty-six the eighty-six Giants, the one uh, where Bill and uh, Parcells won together, right? Yeah, uh, they won. Yeah, they won two. I think it was eighty-six and eighty-nine. Possible shit. Either way, if it's from the 80s, you know it's a long time ago. Yeah. We're old. Just like Parrish from the yeah. 80s a long time ago. <laughs> hey, same here. I'm from the 80s as well. So, All right, boys. Well, um, me, uh, wait, what? Wow. I, don't get to give my MV- I don't get to give my MVP? Oh, shit. No. Oh, shit. Nobody, you, were dealing, wow. you were dealing so many takes in between down. that I forgot to go, I forgot to, go to you, Parrish. Down, Joe. Down. Wow. <laughs> My jokes are funny. Uh, I'll just be, I'll just be, I'll be, I'll be uh, quick. Not only is he going to be the comeback player of the year, he's going to be the MVP, Joe Burrow. There you go. I love that. Imagine. No, no filler. Imagine if they could, that would be sick if he could win both. That'd be cool. We need more dual. We need, like, I think Cam Newton was the last one to win MVP and offensive player. Oh, maybe it was uh, Mahomes that year. He threw like 50 whatever touchdowns. Yeah. The year they won the Super, uh, the year they lost to the Patriots. So that was the year. Yeah. yeah. Lost yeah. the championship game. Dude, that, that, that's when Mahomes, yeah, that's when you were like, holy shit, this kid does crack in the huddle. Like, this is fucking unbelievable how this kid throws the ball. I was, I don't know. I was. I've never been a hater. I was lying before. I fucking love Blatcher Patrick Mahomes play. The only time I've been hating on him is when he plays the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure to enjoy this football season with you guys, uh, Hogan. I'm glad we scooped you up for a championship run here. You've been an un- uh, unbelievable, uh, seamless addition here, uh, Kojak on the ones and twos. Really want to shout out to you doing all the work behind the scenes. It's a thankless job. Um, I'm not going to thank you on the podcast. I'll thank you behind the scenes, but, um, <laughs> no, thank you for everything. you Pause. Do. Uh, Parrish, the opportunity that you brought to Kojak and I was unbelievable. So, uh, this isn't a, uh, this is a goodbye. And is it not a goodbye? It's a see you later. We'll be taking you guys through the, uh, postseason here. Uh, me, Burrish Hogan with, uh, with Kojak on the ones and twos, but Burrish, like I said, uh, the opportunity you brought, you brought to us here was unbelievable. I love what we've created. I love what we, uh, what, what our plans say going forward, what we want to do going forward. So I uh, just want to open up the floor to you guys. If you got anything you guys want to say, wrapping up the season, wrapping up the first season of the pod. It's been an absolute pleasure. We've had some very spirited conversations, you know, throughout the season. Disagreed, agreed, but it's been absolutely a blast to talk football with you guys. I'm so glad that we've we linked up to do this whole thing. I look forward to bringing this, you know, through the off season. We'll have tons of content through the off season. You know, we don't intend to stop doing the pod through the off season. You, you may may miss one or two of us at a time throughout the off season because of schedule commitments and all that. But you know, I'm excited. That, you know the sky's the limit for what we're doing. You know, we're going to, we got sure. some great ideas for what's going to come through the off season and into next year. So be on the lookout for that. Kojak. Love you, buddy. I love, I love, I, lo- yeah. I love 
razzing you throughout the pod, but you know, absolutely great. <laughs> Joe, I love screaming I'm at you. We have a great time. And Hogan, I, you know, I got nothing to say. Like, it say is- something <laughs> fucking nice. Say something yeah, nice. Dude, this- he Come can't. on. He you guys, you've just been ragging on uh, your boy Hogan no, ever since you brought him on. This is bullshit. I'm trying to We don't hit gosh darn respect. Gosh darn respect. Whoa. It's been nothing Whoa. but negative. Whoa. Positive it's only. Fat Tuesday, Burst. Have some respect. What respect? What respect? I get <laughs> I get I get chirped in the chat all day since we brought this guy in. I'm just kidding. You know, I get chirped all the time, but it's great. Hogan, you know you're one of my best buddies. I'm so happy that you're joining us on this journey. We've had so much history talking football and watching games, you know, going to bars, watching games, and doing that whole thing throughout the season. I'm super pumped to have you on board with us, and I'm excited to see where we can grow with the four of us. I really am. I really am. See, that didn't hurt, did it? It does Jeez. hurt. It hurts Jeez. a little bit. A little bit. No. A little bit. I think I, I think I had a little bit of a heart attack saying that, but it's all good. <laughs> no, for, for me personally, guys, even though it's been uh, a short, you know, two weeks for me, obviously, but I, I appreciate uh, the three of you more than anything giving me a chance to come on here and, and talk some football and Razzle Burgess up some more than I usually do. It's always a blast to do that to him, and he always knows I'm messing with him. He is one of my best buds. Um, but Coach Ag and Joe, you guys are you're, you're climbing up that ladder. I'm, I can't wait to talk more with you guys and, yeah. and become best buds with you too. This is this is awesome. Like you were saying, I'm excited for the off season. It's just football's just getting started, baby. The Super Bowl is over, but we got free agency, we got draft, we got everything, and we got everything in between. So let's fucking do it, boys. Let's do it. I'll just say this, Joe. I know you're moving. Good luck with the move. Good luck with the move. It's a big step for you. So good luck. And Thank you. Thank uh, you, sir. really bummed that we missed out on the opportunity last night to, to get together, courtesy of the meteorologist. But yeah, you know, whatever. we'll, we'll make it happen again in the future. Engine is, is, is alive and well, fucking <laughs> yeah. pushing their snow propaganda. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, somebody get the bung. We're going to plug this thing up uh, for the BTP boys. Uh, my name is Joe alongside Burrish, Kojak, and Hogan. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Later. Peace.